This Republic Day, 26th of January, 2021, commemorating the 72nd year of our Republic, we are presenting some known and unknown facts about the origins of the Indian Constitution. Knowledgeable Original presents Constitution, a different angle. Produced by Ping Media Group, Voice, Orinam Shah. Prior to the Constituent Assembly that convened in 1948 to draft the Indian Constitution adopted in 1950 and still in force to date, the fundamental law of India was mostly embodied in a series of statutes enacted by the British Parliament. Key among them was the Government of India Acts 1919 and 1935. The Act of 1935 Membership of provincial assemblies was altered so as to include more elected Indian representatives and the establishment of a federal court. In 1946, the British decided to examine the possibility of granting independence to India. As a result, a British cabinet mission was dispatched to India to hold discussions with the representatives of British India and the Indian states in order to agree on the framework for writing a constitution and set up a constituent body and an executive council. Following this mission and ensuing negotiations, a constituent assembly was indirectly elected by the provincial legislatures. Parties represented in the constituent assembly were the Congress party, which had a majority, Muslim League, Scheduled Caste Federation, the Indian Communist Party and the Union Party. The Constituent Assembly met for the first time in December 1946 and by November 1949, the draft constitution was approved. The constitution went into force in January 1950 and the Constituent Assembly was transformed into a provisional parliament. A key timeline that are worth mentioning in the 1948 constitutional process are 1946, Britain decides on the grant of independence to India and cabinet mission is dispatched to India to discuss modalities for transfer of power. 14th August 1947, proposal for creation of committees is tabled. 29th August 1947, drafting committee is established. 6th December 1947, constituent assembly formally convenes for the first time following elections to start the process of writing a constitution. 4th November 1947, the draft is finalized and submitted. 1948 to 1949, Constituent Assembly meets in sessions open to the public. 26th November 1949, Constituent Assembly adopts final draft making its official draft and 26th January 1950, entry into force of the new constitution. 
the constituent assembly debated the preamble on 17th october 1949 the debates around the preamble revolved around the name of india and inclusion of god and gandhi many debates and discussions took place like renaming india as union of indian socialist republics including the phrase in the name of god and including the name gandhi in the preamble but all these motions were negative and the assembly adopted the preamble as presented by the drafting committee which reads as follows we the people of india having solemnly resolved to constitute india into a sovereign socialist secular democratic republic and to secure to all its citizens justice social economic and political liberty of thought expression belief faith and worship equality of status and of opportunity and to promote among them all fraternity assuring the dignity of the individual and the unity and integrity of the nation in our constituent assembly this 26th day of november 1949 we do hereby adopt enact and give to ourselves this constitution initially there were 22 parts 395 articles and 8 schedules in the constitution of india with approximately 145000 words it was the second largest constitution of the world after the constitution of alabama though the original preamble consisted only of the words sovereign democratic republic the words socialist and secular were added by the constitution 42nd amendment act 1976 ever since the preamble has been the touchstone of the constitution and the apex judiciary of the nation has also spoken likewise may it be the berubari union case of 1960 or the keshavananda bharti case of 1973 the preamble has always been referred as the integral part guiding principle and basic structure of the indian constitution the term democracy first appeared in ancient greek political and philosophical thought in the city state of athens during classical antiquity the word comes from demos which means common and kratos which means strength athenians established what is generally held as the first democracy in 508 to 507 bc historically democracies and republics have been rare republican theorists linked the democracy to small size as political units grew in size the likelihood increased that the government would turn despotic at the same time small political units were vulnerable to conquest montesquieu wrote if a republic be small it is destroyed by a foreign force if it be large it is ruined by internal imperfection thus a system of checks and balances was the solution to the dual problems of size this system of checks and balances is what the constitutional mechanism mainly serves a state in order to have a balanced administration and good governance ought to abide by the edicts of its own constitution and india is not an exception to this rule the limitations of the absoluteness of governmental powers and antithesis of arbitrariness is what we refer as constitutionalism now talking about constitutionalism if we search for its aboriginal existence 
we can refer to the concept of dharma as existed in ancient India. In Manusmriti, chapter 8, verse 15, dharma is defined as follows. Dharme vo hato hanti, dharme rakshati rakshata, tasme dharmo na hatiyo, mano dharmo hato vadit, which means those who protect the law are protected by the law themselves. The propounders of dharma shastras declared that the king or the state was absolutely necessary to maintain the society. Raj dharma, which laid down the dharma of the king, was paramount. Sarve dharmaha so dharmastriyanam ragyo dharmaditi vedachnomi evam dharman raj dharmeshu sarban sarvavasthan sampralinan nibod, which means all dharmas are merged in raj dharma and therefore it is the supreme dharma. A critical analysis of certain historical records proves that Raj Dharma formed the fundamental law which regulated the constitution and organization of every kingdom within the state, within the territorial limits of Bharat throughout the centuries. The beginning of the 12th century can be undoubtedly marked as one of the most crucial periods of Indian history. After continued invasions, the Muslims were able to establish their rule in the north during 1192 AD. But even after they had established their rule at Delhi, along with subsequent sultanates existing in various parts of India, there were several Hindu kingdoms which continued from the past or came to be founded in several parts of the country. For instance, more than two centuries after the assumption of the power at Delhi by the slave dynasty, the Vijayanagar Empire came to be established in the south in 1336 AD. Eventually, this empire became one of the most powerful and prosperous empires in South India with Vijayanagar as its capital. The rulers there too held sway for over two centuries until the fall of the empire after the war of Rakkastangadi in 1565. Almost after a century, Shivaji rose to power in present-day Maharashtra and thereby crowned as Chhatrapati in 1674 AD. A little before this, the British had entered India for the purpose of trade in 1600 AD. After Shivaji, his successors ruled in various parts of the country in the Deccan. These small kingdoms, as well as other princely states, came under the British rule in 1858 AD. While the British ruled directly in the provinces, several princely states were allowed to retain their own identity subject to the overall control of the British government. Both in Maharashtra and Vijayanagar, the rulers followed the system of governance as provided in Rajdharma. Over a period of 500 years, when the Vijayanagar empire was flourishing, the concept of law that inspired rulers in administration was like the one that prevailed elsewhere. The first source of law was the scriptures of Sanatan Dharma and the second was customs. The primary duties of the state were the preservation of society and the prevention of conflicts of interest among the various castes, communities and individuals of the state. Historical inscriptions lay down that punishing the evil and protecting the good was the task before the ruler and it was his utmost duty to fulfill the same during his reign. 
it is neither necessary nor possible to give an elaborate account of the manner in which the states function during various periods of the long history of this country but it can eminently be stated that raj dharma had prevailed as the chief source of law and governance over them thus while forming the constitution of india and borrowing provisions from the constitutions of usa ireland britain canada australia germany ussr france south africa japan and other countries which were mostly found on the pillars of western jurisprudence it could have possibly been found on a completely different originality if we would have considered relying upon the tenets of raj dharma and the concept of constitutionalism as existed in ancient india that is bharat